اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you my brothers and sisters with the noble and universal greeting the greeting of peace the greeting that has been used by the messengers and the prophets of Allah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Shukr to Almighty Allah for giving me this opportunity today to be alive I'm not entitled to be alive but it is a gift every day that I exist it's a gift from Allah I cannot demand to be alive I cannot demand to exist but yet I do by the gift by the grace of Allah so I acknowledge Allah who has given me life and who gives me this opportunity who guides me every day I'm very grateful to live every day and to be guided by Allah and to have this opportunity to speak to you this day about our Creator the Almighty the all-powerful the all-knowing the one supreme in glory exalted is he the one that is worthy of praise and the one that is worthy of thanks so I'm very grateful for that opportunity my 133rd Juma lecture and I would also like to thank our Molana Qasim Mohammed for this opportunity to be here in Valhalla Park again and inshallah I will be here for the next two Jummahs as well so we are going to have a, a trilogy three sessions one after the other is going to be a little bit like Madresa it's a mosque it's a place of learning about Allah it's a place about worship so we're going to talk about inshallah today is the first part of three parts on Allah consciousness to be conscious of Allah a lot of people think to be conscious of Allah is to live in fear of Allah to live fearfully and threatened it's not my experience there's no place that we can go or there's no one we can turn to except to our Creator who is Al Wadud always loving Araouf the affectionate the one that is the all-caring and utterly considerate of us the one who is all-compassionate and all-merciful the one who is the perpetual forgiver and the pardoner of all sins we have Allah and that is good news for the believer it is good news for the believer we experience assurance the Quran tells us that verily in the awareness of Allah in the remembrance of Allah do hearts experience security you know your heart feels secure only in the remembrance of Allah not that in the remembrance of Allah you must be fearful and threatened like Allah is going to hurt you or harm you the Quran tells us repeatedly that Allah is the fair and the just and nothing will ever happen to anybody except what they are having their faith and their good deeds will benefit them and their faithlessness and their bad deeds will harm them so Allah is not a threatener of anybody he doesn't threaten anybody make anybody watch out I'll get you live in fear of me Allah wants to be worshipped Allah has given us the opportunity to recognize 
You can't even say him because Allah is not male or female, is not a man, is not a form. Allah is beyond form. Allah has created form and assigned gender. So we can't even say him, but we will say that in a way that we can understand. Because Allah is beyond the creation. Allah is unique and supreme. To say him is really not unique and supreme because we know what a him is. But Allah is unique and supreme. The uncreated creator of all that which is created is unique and supreme. So we have been given through the glorious Quran, the brilliant Quran, which is the word of Allah, which is the revelation of Allah, through our beloved Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, who the most honorable man chosen to deliver that great revelation, the final revelation, as there have been great messengers before Isa salam, Musa salam, Dawud salam, who delivered revelations our beloved Prophet salam, the last, the seal of prophethood is a human, human being that was a mercy unto all the worlds and he was given the privilege to actually deliver this message and in my last lecture here I was encouraging you to actually Recognize that the Quran is a living miracle. The same thing that Jibrail said to the Prophet and the Prophet said to the people is available in your own homes. It's a miracle. A record is there. And that kitab or that book transformed Arabia and it transformed the rest of the world. That revelation. It's important to understand that the beloved Prophet Muhammad wasn't like a political leader who wanted to lead to fame, like a Hitler or somebody in society today, people come around, vote for me, vote for me, I want to become uh, somebody special in the society and I will lead you and I will change the society and I will make things be different. The Prophet of Islam would retreat into the cave outside the worldly jahiliya that was going on and he was open to truth and guidance and he experienced something. He didn't say, I've got a goal. I'm going to change Arabia. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No such thing. He was the most unique human being in terms of nobility, humility, sincerity, honesty. His beingness was par excellence. There is nobody that ever lived and will ever live to have the character and the way of being. And that's why he was chosen. That through him came a message that that message transformed the world. It's important to understand that, that the Quran is what transformed the world. The Prophet ﷺ delivered it respectfully and eloquently and the Quran tells us that the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ is a messenger and not a manager. He was not there to say, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help the world, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. He did no such thing. He just conveyed the message that is there and that message transformed the world. Those who were able to comprehend it, that message trans transformed the world. And that message can be comprehended by you and can transform you and it can transform your world. So what I'm saying to you, read the Quran, actually read the Quran. I mean have an understanding of the words that is being used. 
comprehend it. We can't really, really understand the Quran. There are things in the Quran that only Allah alone understands. There are things in the Quran that only the Prophet understood. But there are things in the Quran that we can understand. And there are there is a experience that you have when you read the Quran that is a healing, that is a therapy that you may not understand that once you engage the Quran it starts changing you, starts purifying your heart. The Quran says it is a book of guidance. The Quran says it is a book of healing. The Quran says it is a book of mercy. The Quran says a book of glad tidings. And we are encouraged like the beloved Prophet was encouraged to recite the Quran, read the Quran. But he knew what those Arabic words were. And Arabic was a chosen language of the Quran because of its understandability and its specificity, no ambiguity. It means you know what you're reading, each word is exactly uh, you know, defined and so on and so forth. So it's very important that we actually engage and experience the Quran, not just try to understand it. We don't have an intellect. It's very important to understand that we don't have the ability to really understand, but we can understand that Allah guides us. See, we can't understand our way to guidance. A lot of people have gone astray. There are so many different groups in Islam, sectarianism. We believe this, we believe that. They think through their own understanding, they can understand and they claim a monopoly. We believe this and you believe that. Allah guides. We can't think our way. When you think you exist and you can understand, it is arrogance. When you recite the Quran with understanding, you understand what you're reading, the words of it, it transforms you. You see, the Quran says, whoever believes in Allah, that means whoever has faith in Allah, Allah will guide his heart. Chapter 64, verse 11. See? Whoever believes in Allah, whoever has faith in Allah, Allah will guide their heart. See, we think it's important to understand things and we can understand and how intelligent we are above each other in our understanding. It is Allah who will guide your heart. You see, if you read the Quran in English, a translation, or if you understood those words, it will begin to have an effect on you. I can tell you as I read the verses of the Quran, something wonderful is happening to me. I never thought it possible, but something incredible is happening. I am healing. The Quran is a healer. The Quran is a mercy. It's guiding. Allah is guiding my heart when you read the Quran. We might think, go to the teacher, go to the Molana, go to somebody else for guidance. The Prophet shared the guidance of Allah. That is the Quran. It was enough then. We make divisions. My ulema says this and my thinkers say that. The Quran says if you read it you'll understand. Or worship Allah and follow the Prophet. Simple. Worship Allah and follow the Prophet. Don't follow the teachers. Don't follow me. Worship Allah and follow the Prophet. People ask, what type of Muslim are you? There is only one type. A Muslim who worships Allah and follows the Prophet. There's no other type. What other type is there? 
No, we are this type of Muslim. What has happened? You turn to the people. You have turned to people who think and understand. And the people who think and understand is necessary. You are to use reason. You are to study the Quran. You are to become educated in its guidance. There are people who have spent years in studying Islamic understanding and jurisprudence and we give them that respect. But they guide us in the area of religious expertise. They guide us to say what must read, when must read, how must read it. They guide us in Islam. But they cannot make Iman enter into your hearts. You are to turn to the learned. Those who know and those who don't know are not the same. The learned know. And we are to get guidance. I told you if you don't feel confident in reading the Quran and understanding it yourself, turn to somebody who does read the Quran, who does know. Ask Molana, ask somebody else, ask Sheikh, ask Mufti, ask somebody, share with me your understanding of the Quran, I don't know. Go onto the internet, there's lots of resources there. Listen to recordings, get tapes, CDs, whatever you can. Learn about through the people who are knowledgeable. But understand that the people that are knowledgeable, we do not turn to them for guidance. We do not turn to them for Iman entering into our heart. Allah alone, the worship of Allah, the respect of the Prophet and the following of the Prophet, the Quran, the Prophet, Islam, Allah, that's our way. The teachers are there and they guide us along the way. But once we make our teachers and we make other people and their understanding right and wrong, we are lost. Allah, Thee alone do we worship. Allah, thee alone do we turn to. Allah is in a unique category. If we turn to our leaders or people who are thought leaders and we follow them, what are we doing? We are not turning to Allah, thee alone do we worship, thee alone do we turn to. We are making somebody special in the world. Remember as respectful that we must be to our teachers and mulanas etc. But we must not turn to them. We turn to Allah for the cleansing of our hearts. We turn to the Quran. The Prophet guided people to the word of Allah. He didn't say turn to me. He said turn to Allah. He was the best expounder of the Quran. He was the best human being in living in terms of character. You can trust him. Everybody else, we're figuring it out. Everybody else, we don't really know. And we don't even really know we don't know. If you make anybody other than Allah your guide, you are in error. They can teach you what they know. They can share with you and they can guide you to Allah. But if you turn to them, if they guide you to themselves, if you turn to some human being, you are no different from the other religions who have made lords and patrons. That means they have the Pope and they have the Archbishop and they have a system and now we follow what the Pope says or we follow what this person says. A true believer knows thee alone do we worship Allah and thee alone do we turn to unique and supreme are you we don't make anybody any organization our salvation on the day of judgment those organizations and those teachers can do nothing for you the people that you might turn to for guidance are not turning to Allah they will abandon you they will be more concerned with their own selves while you in this world wanting to give your life for certain groups 
and not turning to Allah. Read the Quran, it talks about all these things. So what I want to share with you today is further on that. How to engage the Quran, how to engage Salah, how to engage Allah. You can't just read it like, what, what does it say, like a recipe book, what must I do, this, that. You got to engage it and as you read it repeatedly, it begins to have an effect on you. It begins to change you. The way you think, the way you feel, it is a therapy, it's therapy. Of course it guides you, do not drink alcohol, do not follow idols, worship Allah. But when you read it over and over again and it speaks of those who have faith and do good deeds, for them there is in this world and the world beyond, there is good in this world and the world beyond. Those, it tells you over and over, you read the same thing, you don't say I read it now, I understand it, put it away, I never read it again. You keep reading it, why do you keep reading it? You don't say like I read that book, I, I don't need to read it again. Otherwise you could have just read it once and finished. But why do we read the Quran repeatedly, over and over? Because of its healing, because of its transformation. And if you don't understand what you're reading, I don't know. Because the Quran is talking about its verses that do not be defined against its verses. Its verses, your understanding of it is what is important. Your support, your, your saying, I am getting what I'm getting. What are we getting? The Quran says, Allah has endeared Iman unto your hearts. I told you Allah guides hearts. That's what the Quran tells us. He says Allah has endeared unto your heart Iman. Iman. Now people think Iman, what's that? I'm a Muslim. The Quran itself distinguishes between Islam and Iman. There's a difference between Islam and Iman. If you read the Quran and you know what you're reading, you'll actually see what it says there. It says there, the Bedouins say, we believe. Say. Now when you read the Quran, it always says say, say, say. Now you're wondering, why does this word say come up often? Jibra'il is telling the beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam what to say. The Prophet is not saying, I have an idea. My idea is this, I know what's right, you listen to me. Allah is guiding the people through that blessed book, that blessed miracle. And He's telling them, do not say you believe. These are people saying, but we are believers. And Allah is telling through the agency of Jibreel to the beloved Prophet what to say. The Prophet doesn't have to use his understanding in that moment. He is being guided by Allah. Allah is guiding. And Allah says, you, the, the Bedouins say we believe, say you do not believe. You do not believe. That's what the Quran is saying. You think you do. But you don't really believe. This is what is being told to those who think they believe but don't really believe. Don't say you believe. Why do you say you have Iman when you don't have Iman? Don't lie to yourself. Rather say, the Quran is telling, that you are, we have submitted to Islam. Asalamna. We have submitted to Islam. That means you're practicing Islam, which is a wonderful thing. It's a great thing. You're enjoying good, you're forbidding evil. You are not with your own hands destroying yourselves. You are consuming of what is permissible and wholesome. You have good ways about you. There's, no, there's nothing that, that's not really... But Iman has not entered into your hearts. Here it goes again that word. 
in the Quran. So often, Iman has not entered into your heart. Now I can tell you something, there was no Iman in my heart, although I was a champion of Islam for many years. But now there is. Shukr alhamdulillah. Because I am reading the Quran, the book that transformed the world. It's not an ordinary book. It has power. If it changed the world, my reading of it must surely have an impact on my heart, on my life. If I think I'm reading that powerful book but I'm remaining who I was always insecure, my heart was dirty and I'm living like a person who's got no interest in truth and peace and love and good behavior, what reading of the Quran am I doing? Can somebody really understand the Quran and not be transformed and their lives don't be changed? Can you remain the same person reading the Quran and can you have the same life reading the Quran? I tell you no. If you are reading the Quran, that is a most powerful revelation, a miracle. It is transformative. You can't be the same person as you continue to understand the Quran, to engage it and to experience it. And your life can't be the same life from before and after. It cannot. So the Quran is telling us as good as good deeds are, which is very good. But Iman is something absolutely essential. My focus in what I teach people is Iman, not Islam. There's a lot of information on Islam. As I said, you can go to the Mufti, he'll tell you about Islam. They study it. But where do you go to study Iman? Where do you go to study the cleansing of your heart that the Quran is speaking about? So Mufti and Imams can help us in telling us this is how you do it, like this, like that. But Allah is the one who will guide your heart. That's what the Quran says. Not Mufti, with all due respect to Mufti. We, I go to him, I understand, tell me about Islam. But about Iman, Mufti may probably, hopefully, has Iman. Because Iman is what it's about. The Quran is telling you, those who don't have Iman, and they do good deeds. It's like a person in the desert thinking there's water somewhere, but it's just an illusion, it's a mirage. When they go there, they find nothing. If you live your life with all the best deeds, and Allah rewards good deeds, but if you don't have Iman, that is a very serious problem. Very, very serious problem. So my focus has been on Iman. And I was saying to you, Allah has endeared the faith unto the Iman, that word. Just reading the Quran and understanding its words now is the most interesting to me. I can't put it down. Every night before I go to sleep, I said I'll read a little bit. I read a lot. I want to read more and more. Before when they grab me by the ears in Madrasa and they say, read, read, read. I didn't want to read. What is all that? I didn't understand. But the Quran is telling us, that Allah has endeared the Iman unto us and has made it beautiful, attractive, pleasing unto our hearts. Again that word, not to your mind and your understanding, am I doing right, how many times I'm doing it, I did it, unto your hearts is a different thing again, it's a different story. Your Iman is a different story from your Islam. Of course, if you're practicing Islam without Iman, that's something very strange. It might be Islamism. You might be following 
Islamism, a sect of Islam that people follow when they don't have Iman but they just think they're practicing Islam, Islamism. Islam is different from Islamism. Islam has Iman. Iman is the heart. And the Quran tells us if you read it over and over again, on the day of accountability, because the main message of the Quran is worship Allah and do good deeds. That your hereafter and your accountability is very important. That you will meet your creator and you will be answerable for the state of your heart and the state of your being. You will be answerable. That's the message of the Quran over and over again. And it tells us that on that day neither will your wealth nor your children benefit you. All that busyness in the world, the busyness, you know, the business is going to mean nothing. So busy making money, doing this. Make your money, whatever. Allah has made it halal. In Islam, there's no upper limit on how much money you can have. You can have as much money as you want. Give your zakat. Be charitable. But there's no upper limit. So it's not that business is wrong, or busyness, or wealth. And your children will not avail you, the Quran says. Yeah, you can look after your children. Some of us like almost worship our children. Some of us, our lives revolve around our children. So most people's lives revolve around their money and their children. Is that not a fact? If you read the Quran, you'll understand it. You'll start seeing it. It's talking about me. I'm, my life is revolving around money. A lot of us think we are Muslims. We're actually capitalists. We're actually capitalists. When you get up in the morning, you're worried about your money. You're worried about how you're going to earn your money, your business. You go to get up in the morning about money. You go to bed at money. You're supposed to get up in the morning as a mu'min. If your heart is pure, Allah. Go through the day, Allah. Go to bed at night, Allah. Do you understand? You think you may have faith. Like I thought I had iman. But what if you don't? Read the Quran and you find out for yourself. Because you'll see, am I the one who's so involved from the morning to the night of this dunya? Or am I the one with Allah? When I get up in the morning through the day and I go to bed at night, I'm with Allah. See, the mu'min, when your heart is pure, you would Allah first. Then you show up in the world. But when you're an Islami, practicing some strange thing, you are in the world and you pop in by Allah. Every now and then to get your dua or to make your dua, please help me. Or you'll turn, pop in by Allah, please forgive me every on a big day. We see you in the mosque on certain times. You'll pop in. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just saying this because it's the Quran. And the Prophet Muhammad said, if you know any one thing, teach the people. It's a sunnah I'm following. Teach the people. You know anything, share it. So we can actually experience being a person who is Allah conscious and Allah has endeared faith unto our hearts and made it beautiful and has made abhorrent or ugly distasteful or disgusting the denial of Allah the denial of Allah is abhorrent on our hearts it's ugly it doesn't feel good when you deny Allah when you act like there is no Allah, when you act like this world is the main world and Allah will pop in and see you sometimes on a Friday, on a Jummah or whatever it is because everybody is going. And even here you come and we go up and down and we just think we're doing Salah but we're not engaging Salah. We're not engaging. You've got to engage the Quran. You've got to engage it. You've got to engage and experience the Quran. You, it's, it changes you. You've got to engage and experience Salah. It changes you. Instead of thinking, but I'm reciting in Arabic, I read the Quran. I read it quite a few times last Ramadan. Oh, I read this namaz up and down, I went. 
you must engage the spiritual practices. The Prophet said, Miraj is the Salah is the Miraj of the Mu'min. He went on the Miraj. What a great thing. We in our Salah can actually experience our connection with Allah. So Allah consciousness, becoming aware of Allah is so vitally important that whatever you see, touch, taste, that which you touch, taste it with or see it with or think about it with and you're, you're thinking about it and touching, it's all part of the created world. This world is created. If I can speak into this microphone, it's created. My speaking into it is part of the created world. With what I speak about into it is my tongue. It's all part of the created world. My mind is part of the created world. But there is its creator. Start by acknowledging beyond the created world is its creator. The uncreated, the unique, the supreme. Focus beyond. Take your attention beyond what your eyes can see. Because that's how the kuffar are. The deniers only see what their eyes see. They only think about what they can see around them. But they don't see with their heart Allah. And they don't see with their heart Allah's greatness. And they don't see with their heart Allah's graciousness. They don't, they're not God conscious. You have to engage and experience Allah. You have to say, I take my attention beyond the created and I focus on its creator. There is the creator. I declare there is the creator. Which creator? The Arabs creator? The Muslims creator? No, the universal creator of all that is created. That one really is and is unique and supreme. Acknowledge it. That one is worthy of my attending to, my attendance upon, that I must drop everything every day for at least a few minutes to focus on that one. There is only Allah worthy of worship. There is only Allah worthy of strong feeling. I choose to actually focus on Allah and feel strongly in my connection with Allah. Instead of focusing on the dunya and feeling strongly. There is only Allah to give excessive attention. Exclusive focus. You get so worried about what's happening in your favorite TV program. You know what I mean? So you've got to be more interested in your creator, becoming aware of your creator, acknowledging your creator, Attending to your creator. Worship is for Allah. There is Allah. And Allah alone is worthy of worship. Allah alone is worthy of glory. That we choose to be in awe of Allah. Nobody else. Nothing else. To be in awe of Allah. See? To be among those who accept that Allah is the praiseworthy. You can move beads from one side to the other side, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, you can count on your fingertips and all that sort of thing. But if you haven't accepted in your heart, there is Allah, alone worthy of worship and strong feeling. And I surrender every day to Allah and I choose to be in awe of Allah. To Him belongs the greatest names. I am among those who accept His praiseworthiness. I put my trust in Allah. I am thankful to Allah. See, this is the basis of engaging and experiencing Allah consciousness. I just want to say this to you. In your salah, we read usually, and I learned this when I was little, 
Bless my father and mother for having books in the house and teaching me. We read Sana Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika wa tabaraka smuka wa ta'ala jadduka wa la ilaha khairuk. You, you read that, some of you. It says, Glory be to you, O Allah. And all praise is due to you, Allah. And blessed is your name. That means we are blessed by becoming aware of you. And high is your majesty. And there is none worthy of worship but you. See? Are you aware of what you are saying when you are in your salah? Are you engaging your salah? Are you feeling that surrender and that Allah you are? And I am before you. See, this is what I am encouraging. People to become conscious Muslims instead of actually becoming blind followers. The heart is remaining lost. It's gonna, not going to help us. So with that, I make shukar for this opportunity to have been here and to share with you this all praise, glory and thanks be to Almighty Allah's choices, blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.